The trenches, GT, please, we tired of stopping. I was in pants, I spent the whole next week and a half on market. Whoever out get slaughtered, they've been hogging without talking. And link up with the bosses, I've been slamming since it started. No, we wanted his nose wipers. He kept coughing, I get money and throw crosses in my side. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I would like to welcome you to the first episode of 2022 of the Unpopular Podcast, man. I appreciate y'all. It's 2022. Happy New Year's. Happy New Year's. I hope that, you know, this year brings nothing but blessings for you. But I, I welcome. Please subscribe to wherever you're listening. Please subscribe to wherever you're watching. And, and happy 2022 and happy new year. But here's where we'll start. So for people that don't know, people, well, let's, 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 let's talk about the Antonio Brown situation. Because I, I have some feelings on the Antonio Brown situation. So on Sunday, uh, something happened. You know, the Bucks were playing the, the Jets and... Something happened, but I don't know if it was between the coaching staff or Antonio Brown. I'm hearing a lot of different stories, but at the end of the day, Antonio Brown took off his jersey, threw it at the bench, took off his shirt, took off his gloves, threw it, um, threw it in the stands, pretty much waved the peace sign on his way out. Uh, which then led to Bruce Arians saying that excuse me, Antonio Brown is no longer a Buccaneer. To say I'm not surprised, okay. I have a I have a couple, a couple a couple ways I'm going to tackle this. One, I'm not surprised. Antonio Brown, and 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 Antonio Brown has seen has had glorious exits from from multiple different places. Whether it was Pittsburgh, or I'm not even just going to say exits. He had multiple. There's a lot of things that's happened to Antonio Brown. Which was Antonio Brown's fault in his entire career, whether it was the IG live uh, in the in the in the Pittsburgh locker room, whether it was the whole sexual assault thing off the field, which kind of ruined his New England, the whole the whole situation that happened in New New England. I mean, no, uh, Oakland. There's just been a lot that's happened with Antonio Brown. So this for oh, and don't don't I totally forgot about the vaccination card. Or the fake vaccination card, that is. So there's been, oh, God, there's been a lot that's happened with Antonio Brown. And a lot of people, and here's 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 the, my, my biggest problem with the situation. A lot of people wants to say, want to say, um, it's a mental health thing. You know, I'm, 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 I'm very big on mental health. Uh, a lot of people want to say that it's a mental health thing. A lot of people saying that a lot of people are saying that, uh, you know, there's something not right with Antonio Brown's mental health. Uh, there's something not right with anybody that can do what he did on Sunday, you know, pretty much un derobe and throw his stuff in the, in the, in the crowd during a play, by the way, the, 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 the Buccaneers offense was on the field. That they asked him to come on, he didn't, and then you know that's when everything ensued. It, but a lot of people are saying that it's a mental health thing. And I, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna, I think I'll be the only person that kind of, uh, or I'm not gonna say the only person, but I haven't really heard anybody say this. Maybe it's not a mental health thing. You see, when when a lot of things happen to a person, you have to really start looking at the person. And while a lot of, you know, get the help he needs, maybe he doesn't. Maybe this is who Antonio Brown is. Maybe Antonio Brown's the person that IG lives after a, a big game in the locker room, which is supposed to be sacred. Maybe Antonio Brown is the person that gets fake vaccination cards. Maybe Antonio Brown is the person that does the sexual assault stuff, which that is a very serious offense. I don't know, you know, but I know he did like. He was sending threats to the lady. I will say I know that that's been proven. Maybe that is just who he is. A lot of people want want to put want to put mental health behind something that they either they don't understand or just just goes completely against the norm in in the negative way. Oh, his you know that's definitely a mental health thing. Maybe this is just who Antonio Brown is. Maybe Antonio Brown is just a person that just does stuff like this for I maybe he likes the attention. I don't know, but I know somebody 
one thing that a lot of people say is that money doesn't change you. Money makes you more of who you were. It just unlocks who you were. And there, every single place he's gone, there has been a story about Antonio Brown. Hell, we've seen it. For, yo, Antonio Brown did that on Sunday. Then, then he was he got he he got an Uber driver, fifteen minutes of fame because he got in the Uber. Then he dropped a freaking song. Maybe this is maybe it's not a mental health thing. Like, has anyone ever really thought of that? Maybe it's not a mental health. Maybe this is just who he is. And and I, and I, I I'm I'm so adamant about this because I feel. A lot of people put, oh, he has a mental health problem on people that don't have mental. They're just effed up individuals or they just do stupid things, maybe for attention. Maybe they're and, and I think it kind of it takes away from people that are actually dealing and struggling with mental health. I'm not saying I am one, but what I'm saying, the people that are actually struggling with mental health compared to the people that just do stupid things. It's like, yeah, he's, he needs the help he needs. no. And, and and it's and and Tom Brady said that. And and shouts out to Tom Brady, bro. But it goes back to a conversation that we've had several times. People are gonna tolerate you as much or as much as your talent holds them to. The reason why Antonio Brown kept getting chance after chance after chance in Pittsburgh, chance after chance in Oakland or Vegas, chance after chance in, well, he didn't really get chance, but chance after chance in, in, in New, uh, New England and in, and in, and in the Bucks, because and with the Bucks is because he is he, Antonio Brown is one of the greatest wide receivers to ever play the game of football. If we talk there, you cannot name 10 wide receivers better than Antonio Brown. Not saying he's number one, but you cannot name 10 wide receivers better than Antonio Brown. And I'm a fan and I know this. So, you know, front offices know this. You think Antonio Brown wouldn't have been great with Brady in New England? You think Antonio Brown wouldn't have been great with Derek Carr as a number one weapon and getting uh, Darren Waller? You see how great he was in Pittsburgh. The reason why a lot of people tolerate this or continue to tolerate this and why I'm not so quick to say that Antonio, Antonio Brown is done. I know I said it on Twitter, but I, I'm, I might press back on that. And that is because his he's still talented. Now, I understand. I don't see him coming back this year. That's that's pretty much done. So by the time maybe he comes back, he might be 34, 35. So we'll see how his age and he's not the Antonio Brown of old, but he's still talented. I put money if Antonio if Antonio Brown was not as good as he was he we would not hear from this man again after the the shenanigans that he pulled in uh in Pittsburgh he would not have gotten another shot it's just because people are going to tolerate you if you're talented we're gonna talk about we're gonna talk about another thing that I'm seeing a lot of people talk about or compare him to is to you know the the antics with to and the antics with Antonio Brown which to me is incredibly unfair to Terrell Owens the, the the reason why I think it's unfair is because a lot of people want to continue to pile on Terrell Owens yes Terrell Owens had a lot going on in the locker room but one thing that Terrell Owens never did was have all field issues never at least I don't remember him having an off-field issue. Yet and still, Antonio Brown's had severe, like, like huge off-the-field issues. You know they they try to lump because because they try to lump, and 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 the media does this a lot. They try to lump African Americans, like like they try to lump problems together. And when I say that's lack of a better term. Antonio Brown's not a problem. He's had terrible situations and he's done dumbass things. But like all I've heard this week or since is I've heard T.O. compared to T.O. I've heard him, you know, I've I've heard Michael Vick's name come up. Like if you give Michael Vick another shot, then you have to give Antonio. I've heard so much stuff with and it doesn't even like compute to me. Like Antonio Brown. And it goes to my next point, I guess. 
if it was anybody else. And and the reason, look, I question if, if Antonio Brown is going to get another shot. I question that because goes back to my last point. He's still talented. Hell, the Bucks needed him. And we'll talk about that in a second, too, how devastating this is for the Bucs moving forward, especially going into the playoffs. But the Bucs needed him, especially with Godwin being out for the year, especially with Mike Evans and his hamstring injury, especially with Leonard Fournette and his, his, his injury. They needed him. And now you're going into the playoffs with a, a lot of uncertainty as far as the offense. And the reason why I think, and I'm not sure, I if it was me, and and from the outside looking in, it looks like this is the end of Antonio Brown's career, especially when he's waving the deuces to the to the Jets fans. But there's always going to be a team. There's always going to be a team, and Shannon Sharp said it best. There's always, you know, there's going to be a team that thinks they can be the one. You see, the reason why he got another shot in Oakland or Vegas, I'm sorry. The reason why he got another shot in New England, the reason why he got another shot in, in, in Tampa Bay is because they thought they could be the one to change him or to tame him. This has been happening since college. He got kicked out of college. He got kicked out of a college. They had to go to Central Michigan. Yo, didn't he fight a, didn't he assault like a ice cream man or something? If it was me, man, and and if it was me, I would be done with Antonio Brown. And that could, that could very well be the case. And I wouldn't be done with Antonio Brown because he's not talented. Because he's, he's still one of the, he's still an incredibly talented player. But he just, the baggage is not, the, the, to me, the bat no, the, the, there's a, too much baggage. Because I was about to say the baggage doesn't match the talent, but that's not true because he's still a very talented player. It's just too much baggage, especially how do you how do you bring someone like that into a locker room and you're trying to control a locker room and you're trying to build camaraderie and you're trying to let the locker room know that you care about this team and that you care about the growth of this team, yet you're bringing in somebody that has shown time and time again that all they really care about is themselves. Yo, Antonio Brown left the field midway through the third quarter. Got into an Uber. The Uber driver, I think, goes on Instagram Live or, or, or Facebook Live or something. Gets his fifteen minutes of fame. He then drops an out, drops a drops a track. The next, the very next day, the man goes to a Brooklyn Nets game. Or Tuesday, he goes to a Brooklyn Nets game. Like, it's very unfortunate. It's very unfortunate because, again, he's one of the greatest wide receivers the NFL has ever seen. That that is there's no question about that. Antonio Brown is one of the best route runners, one of the best, you know, spectacular catchers. He's one of the best wide receivers the game has ever seen. And he continues to throw that away. No he continues to ruin his opportunities. And a lot of people, you know, a lot of people wanna wanna put, you know, it has to be a mental health thing because they wouldn't do that. Or because they see the opportunities that he has, whether it's the money, whether it's the fame, whether it's the, the career, they see the opportunity that he does not see. And they under a lot of people understand that they wouldn't ruin a lot of the opportunities that he has. And because he is continuously ruining, ruining them. But yet he keeps getting in the shot, but he, he can. You know what it is? It's a learned behavior. Because this wasn't addressed when it first happened in Pittsburgh, because it wasn't addressed when it first happened in in Vegas, he he thinks he can continue, or in college, he thinks he can continue to do this. And it's not that he, he has continued to do this, and, and he keeps getting shot after shot. 
I mean, Tom Brady vouched for him. But I wish nothing but the best for Antonio Brown. It's hard. It's hard. I mean, if it was me, I don't think I would. See, we would see him in the league again. Yet it's it's still hard to say that because we don't know. I mean, people again. Talent speaks louder than personality, uh, and a lot of people really care about what you can do on the court or on the field or on the ice more than anything. So I think that it, I'm I'm not a hundred percent sure if, if he if he'll be back in the league. I wouldn't bring him back in the league, but that's just me. But uh, yeah, it was a crazy situation, man. And it's it's unfortunate. And and it, and, and let's talk about the the ramifications that it has for the for the for the Bucks team. So there's a lot going. There's a lot. The defending the 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 the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers need needed Antonio Brown. They needed Antonio Brown, and this is a devastating loss for them. They needed Antonio Brown because, like I said before, the injury to Chris Godwin, the uncertainty with Mike Evans, the uncertainty with Leonard Fournette. Antonio Brown was, no, he's at least this point of his career, he's not at the same level as a Chris Godwin or Mike Evans, but he had, he was the safety net that Tom Brady had. Rob Gronkowski hasn't been playing too well uh, the last last few few weeks so they needed him and now you're going into the playoffs right without with your number one actually your number one receiver out and Chris Godwin your number two receiver Mike Evans is still laboring a hamstring injury your best running back in Leonard Fournette is injured your second best running back Ronald Jones has a fumbling problem Rob Gronkowski hasn't played too well in the last few weeks you do have O.J. Howard and Cameron Brake, so that's cool. But your offense, your offensive line hasn't been that good uh, the last few weeks. It's There's a lot of uncertainty, especially on the offense. On the defensive side, you're going to get uh, Levante David back. You're going to get some of your pieces back. But your the back end of your defense still suffers. Uh, it, it's just that's a devastating injury. I mean, not injury. That's a devastating loss. Which is another reason why I'm still I still don't know if Antonio Brown is going to get another shot because you quit on your team that needed you. They need you know, the Bucks need him. This this really could could alter the Bucks making it back to the to, to the Super Bowl because not having Antonio Brown and not having a Chris Godwin and not having really a a, a number two receiver. This 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 could this could really affect the Bucks Super Bowl chances, and that is the biggest indictment to this all. Is you quit on your team at the worst possible moment. So yeah, man. Let's 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 move forward. Since we're talking about Pittsburgh a little bit. Big Ben's last home game, pretty much last home game in Pittsburgh was on Sunday. And I have been a huge, I've been very vocal about the limitations that Big Ben has had the last few years. Uh, whether it's his arm strength, his arm, yeah, his his arm strength has not been there. And it's still not there. I mean, even his last game, he threw the ball like 45 times and had like 160 yards or something like that. He's he's just he's not he can't really throw the ball downfield. He just doesn't have it anymore. And a lot of people are speculating that this on Sunday against the Ravens could be his last game ever. Um, let me first. I'll be the guy. I'll be the guy. Big Ben is one of the greatest football greatest football quarterbacks we've ever seen. I don't know if he's top 10. I'm not going to say all that, but he is one of the best football quarterbacks we've ever seen. Won two Super Bowls with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, There's also Mike Tomlin's 15th winning season, the most by any, you know, I think tied most or most by any coach in the first, like, I think he's the only coach of that in 15, his first 15 seasons. So shouts out to Mike Tomlin, but Big Ben will go down as one of the best quarterbacks to ever play. And 
I'm also not going to let us forget about what happened off the field with with Big Ben. The reason why I'm not going to do that is because so many times I hear about Mike or Mike Vick. I hear about other players that have had off the field issues, even in situations where I don't need to talk about it or that doesn't not I, but people don't need to talk about it. They still bring in. You know, the dog fighting. They still, you remember when they were, they were trying to castrate Michael Vick for this dog fighting thing. Yet and still, people were trying to sweep this whole Big Ben thing under the rug, the whole sexual, sexual assault allegations. I'm not here to rehash it. I'm not here to damper Big Ben's uh, last home game. But what I will say is, Let's 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 not act like, you know, we just let's not act like Big Ben is is just a saint off the field. Congratulations for, you know, being one of the great on field quarterbacks, especially if you talk about the tenure of his of his of his uh, career, winning two Super Bowls. One against the Seahawks, one against the Cardinals, and we all remember the Santonio or you know Santonio Holmes catch in the against the the Cardinals, one of the best catches in Super Bowl history. Big Ben will go down as one of the the more rugged. You know he, he was able to take a hit or, or bounce off a hit and, and throw a dart. Big Ben will go down as one of the best on-field quarterbacks in the the league has ever seen. Again, I'm not going to go as far as top ten because you know I mean, but he 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 is definitely a first ballot Hall of Famer. But let's not he he also has some off-the-field allegations too, and I don't know if they were proven or not. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna stick to, or I'm just gonna keep them as allegations. I, again, I, I don't know if they're proven or not, but I know that multiple times he's had some off-the-field allegations. Multiple. But shouts out to Big Ben for his last game. And I, I don't know if this is his last game in the NFL because he hasn't said that he's retiring. He just said that this is his last game in Pittsburgh, which I'm a 1,000% sure about because why would you bring him back, especially when you see the limitations? I mean, look – you have so many good pieces that he just can't get them the ball downfield. Um, hell, they they beat the they beat the the Browns this <laughs> they beat the Browns this um this weekend or Monday Night Football. A lot of it on the backs of Najee Harris. So uh, I know for sure he's not coming back to Pittsburgh. It's just will another team pick him up? I don't I don't know if Big Ben wants to play that backup veteran role. I mean he could. Uh but I, I don't know if that's what he wants to do. If not, then I'm I'm not gonna say I'm sure, but this could be his last season. I don't know. But and he's they're kinda playing it these last two games. I feel like it is his last. Uh, and he's even alluded to retirement and stuff like that. So I don't know what's gonna happen. But uh, you know, shout out to you. Shout out to you. And let's talk about the other side real quick. And when I say other side of the game, let's talk about the Cleveland Browns. So Baker Mayfield comes out. You know, we we know that he's been injured. He's had a, uh, you know, I think a torn labrum or, or torn rotate something something torn his arm or his his shoulder. It's really affected the way that he's played. Uh, and of course. Like I said, the beginning of this year or the beginning of the season, that this see the Cleveland Browns are going to go as far as Baker Mayfield takes them. I mean, you have Miles Garrett, who's a defensive player of the year uh, candidate. You have good pieces like Jarvis Landry. You have Ninjaku. You have um, Austin Hooper. You have Nick Chubb. You have Kareem Hunt. You have so many pieces. It's they're only going to go as far as the quarterback takes them. And he took them to uh, nowhere because they didn't make the playoffs. And of course, he can't. He comes out and says that he, big or not big man, uh, Baker Mayfield will have surgery, so he's out the week, the last week of the season. Doesn't really matter anyways because there's no way 
no matter if it doesn't matter if every single person loses, there's no way that the Cleveland Browns can make the playoffs. So they they've been mathematically eliminated. And a lot of people don't really say this. I think I think uh, Nick Wright said it. But Baker Mayfield is yet another case where betting on yourself goes wrong. You know, we talk a lot about Dennis Schroeder. Dennis Schroeder had all that money that he could have had for the Lakers. He wanted to bet on himself, didn't have the best season. Now he's with Boston with considerably less than he would have if he would have just signed the deal with the Lakers. Betting on himself goes wrong. A lot of people question why Baker Mayfield was playing with these injuries. And why, when people were suggesting that he should have gotten surgery three, four months ago, why he still played? And the answer is quite simple. I don't know if you guys remember, but remember in the beginning of the year or beginning or before the season started, Cleveland tried to give him a contract. And he said, you know, I'm going to bet on myself. I'm not going to sign this right now. I'm going to play. I'm going to play myself into a better contract. So at towards the end, so at the end of the season, my talents will be worth more. Yeah, well, <laughs> it didn't really work out too well. And I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm gonna be completely honest with you. Even if Baker Mayfield did not get hurt, you know, even if, even if he was completely healthy, I don't know if Baker Mayfield. Would have been able to take this team to the playoffs. And it's because of his decision making. Baker Mayfield makes a lot of poor decisions. I'm not, now, he is a very talented quarterback. But he still makes some questionable decisions. And I don't, he's still very turnover prone. Very turnover prone. And I, you know, I don't know if he would have taken him. And uh, the question that I'm getting, or the question that we're seeing now is, what does Cleveland do next with Baker Mayfield? Do they move him off of Baker Mayfield? Do they give him another shot? And I, Chris Broussard said it. Uh, he said it good. He said it good. Chris Broussard, Chris Broussard on, I think, first things first, kind of hit the nail on the, uh, on the head, right? The free, the, I'm not going to say free agent market, but there's really three quarterbacks right now that could change the course of, the free agency or could change the course in the NFL going into this free agency. That is Aaron Rodgers. That is Russell Wilson. And we'll talk about that in a second. And that is um, Deshaun Watson. I don't think they have any shot in getting Aaron Rodgers. I just don't. I, I, it doesn't seem like it, one. It doesn't seem like Aaron Rodgers would go from from Green Bay, which has been historically good, to a team that's been historically bad in Cleveland. Even though he does have good pieces, he doesn't have a piece that's Devontae Adams. You know, so I just don't see Aaron Rodgers going to that. Well, again, we'll talk about Russell Wilson in a second, but I don't see Russell Wilson going to Cleveland, especially when Cleveland wasn't even on the list. So the, 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 Wild card is Deshaun Watson. However, all I'm hearing is Deshaun Watson to Deshaun Watson to Miami. Deshaun Watson to Miami. Deshaun Watson to Miami. So I just if that doesn't work, then I don't I just don't see Deshaun Watson going to Cleveland. And then say he does go to Miami. I don't see t- is Tua that much a better you know, is is Tua that much better than Baker Mayfield? I don't think so. Maybe Tyler Huntley. Is Tyler Huntley that much better than Baker Mayfield? No. There's no really other quarterbacks that I see changing the needle. So, of course, I, I think that they're going to bring Baker Mayfield back. I would bring Baker Mayfield back because it's like you're not getting anything better. You know, give him, you know, have the surgery. Give him another year to prove himself because there's nothing, there's nothing better out there. But... It is it is a tall tale sign that you know all we hear a lot is people that bet on themselves and 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 turn out successful. You don't really hear too much about people that bet on themselves and it didn't work. And this is exactly what we're seeing with Baker Mayfield. 
We saw that with Dennis Schroeder. We're seeing this with Baker Mayfield. He bet on himself, didn't work. So, <laughs> and I said we'll talk about Russ. Russell Wilson. Um, I think we've 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 seen the last of Russell Wilson in in uh in Seattle. Reports have come out saying it's very doubtful that they're gonna retain Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll. Uh and it's just it's just I feel like they've hit a ceiling. Now it was a high ceiling. I mean they won the Super Bowl, they went to another one and one play pretty much cost him the Super Bowl, but or cost him another Super Bowl. But he he I mean he won a Super Bowl. Super Bowl MVP Russell Wilson is one of the best quarterbacks in the league. It's just I feel he's hit his ceiling, or I feel he feels, I believe, that he's hit his ceiling with the Seattle Seahawks. From from management to draft decision-making to uh, free agency personnel to trade personnel, like they have not been able to put a suitable team around him. Offensive line is still garbage. Defense is still garbage. Even though you 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 pay all this money to Jamal Adams, even though you know Jamal Adams' limitation is he is horrible in coverage. He's really good at running. Like he's 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 a even though he plays safety, he's good at run coverage. Like he can he can he's good at stopping the run. But when you need him to 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 play in pass coverage, he's horrible. He's god awful. And it's and you you have all that money locked up to him. It's like I just I just I think I think Russell Wilson feels that they just hit a ceiling with Seattle. And of course, I'm, you know he came out with a list. I believe a report saying he came out with a list. You know Seattle will be on the t- or not Seattle, uh, New Orleans and pretty much New Orleans and New York. And those are two really good. Sp- Good places. New Orleans, you have Michael Thomas when he comes back. You have Alvin Kamara. You have Sean Payton, who's a who's a genius at quarterback or genius at coach, especially offensively. Offensive line is really good. The defense is top five in the league, in my opinion. Great decision. You can go to New York, you know, a little more uh, popular in New York. But you also have uh, Saquon Barkley, which I don't. I hope that this is just a down year because he's coming back from injury, but he doesn't look like the same. But, you know, I, I just hope that that changes. Kenny Galladay, uh, sh- Darius Slayton, like you have some pieces. I think the best, I think the best, best place for him to go would be New Orleans. I just think New Orleans, to me, if he, if you place Russell Wilson in New Orleans, they're instant Super Bowl title contenders and I, and it would be hard for me if they also retain a lot of pieces it'd be hard for me to not see them as Super Bowl favorites that's how good Russell Wilson is that's how good a fit he would be in New Orleans with Sean Payton with Alvin Kamara with Michael Thomas coming back healthy yeah they may need some more pieces but they that's how good Russell Wilson is and I just I just don't see how Especially how this season went, and you know the the allegation that came out in the like the beginning of the season and in off season, I just don't see how Russell Wilson can come back. I just don't. I just don't see it. And there's already been reports saying that the the team is doubtful that they'll retain him and Pete Carroll, so they both might go. I just don't see how Russell Wilson, especially everything that's happened this this season, that he can come back. I, or not even come back because he can't that he wants to come back so especially when and that kind of goes back to the whole dame situation even though i don't know if dame's gonna leave or not there's so much you can't it's so look you can ask a team to do so much if they don't listen to you if they're not gonna do it that's like at, at some point a team is gonna do what's best for them and and what's best for them isn't always what's best for you and I don't know how many times Russell Wilson has to say, yo, give me offensive line help. Give me help. Give me help. Give me help. And they don't even address the offensive line or the people that they get continue to be misses. So I just, I just don't see it. I just don't see it. I just don't see it. So, but I'm excited. I, I hope that he lands in New Orleans. Cause that'd be, I'm not, a, I'm not even a New Orleans fan, but I, I, I don't think he's going to land. 
I definitely know he's not going to the division. So you can take out the Rams. You can take out Cardinals. You can take out the 49ers. Now you're looking for a team that pretty much in need of a quarterback. And, of course, the Saints with what's going to happen with Jameis Winston and, and Taysom Hill. Uh the, the Giants, I think they're pretty much done with Daniel Jones. I would say Washington, but I don't know what the hell they're doing. I mean, they seem pretty married to uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, so I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I'm excited to see what happens with, with, with Russell Wilson. So. so, I think the biggest game. Now, we're not going to talk about every game that happened uh, in Week 17 because – the biggest game, and the the game to me that told us the most was the Cardinals beating the Cowboys 25-22. Kyler Murray has never lost. <laughs> I think he's like 9-0 and in A&T Stadium or AT&T Stadium. But this, 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 this told, to, told me a lot more about Dallas than it did the Cardinals. Dallas... The question is, can Dallas beat good teams? Um, well, let me not say that. Can Dallas win when they're supposed when 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 everything's online? I guess you can. Can Dallas be good teams? And as we've seen time and time this season, Dallas has struggled in big situations. Quad has just kept Dak Prescott has been has been playing. Dak Prescott has not been good since his calf injury. And I'm looking at the schedule now, right? Dallas's best win is probably New England. Probably New England is his best win, of their best win. Not the biggest win because I was against Washington. But their best win against a team, against a good team, is probably New England, where they won in overtime. But outside of that, and they did beat the Chargers, but as we've seen, the Chargers are kind of turbulent too. They lost to the Bucks week one. That's a tough, that's a tough game to play. I understand. Especially week one defending champs. It's tough. They lose, they just they just get absolutely obliterated by the Denver Broncos. But that you throw that game aside. They lose to the Raiders. They lose the Kansas City Chiefs. They lost to the Arizona Cardinals. And it's like when you look at the schedule, and this is why the schedule, this is why I don't let the 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 record fool you. We'll talk about the Eagles, but they beat the Eagles. They beat the Carolina Panthers is not in the playoffs. They beat the Giants is not in the playoffs. They beat the Minnesota Vikings that's fighting for their playoff lives. In fact, they probably not I think they may not make the playoffs because they just lost. They they beat the Atlanta Falcons, who are not in the playoffs. They beat the Saints, who are fighting for their playoff lives. They beat Washington twice, not in the playoffs. It's it's they had a sweet schedule. They had a sweet schedule, and that it's like, yeah, you beat who you're supposed to beat, but what happens when you play a a Rams team in the playoffs? Or what happens when you play a Cardinals? What happens when you play a a uh, uh, what happens if you play a a Vikings team again? What happens if you play a Lord forbid you play Green Bay? I just don't Dallas. Let's be real, man. Dallas has had, especially since halfway through the season, their running game has not been there. Tony Pollard hasn't been the same uh, since his injury. Zeke has not been the same. Uh, CD Lamb hasn't really been good since his uh, concussion. Amari Cooper has been good, but Dak is, has not really been that good. Dalton Schultz keep dropping the ball. I just don't trust Dallas. I remember coming here and saying Dallas has all the pieces to win the Super Bowl. And early in the season, I, I remember saying to myself, yo, Dallas, 
may be the best team in the league. That has, I was, not only was I, I was a prisoner of the moment, especially after they beat the Chargers, but they're beating up on teams that they're supposed to beat up, like Washington. Which, by the who, by the way, are going to uh, reveal their name uh, February 2nd, so. Um, or Atlanta. Or the Giants. But what happens when you play, like, the Cardinals or the Rams or the Bucks or like <laughs> the Saints maybe like when you play them again you know it I don't know man I just don't believe in I just it, it's hard for me to believe in the Cowboys especially after I see they continuously lose against teams that our 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 playoff teams, so and and Cardinals too, Cardinals too man the Cardinals looked good but it's it's still a wait and see process because they very well could have lost that game so you know you know shout out to Jamar Chase Jamar Chase I just wanted to shout out to, <laughs> Jamar Chase went crazy uh, the Bengals beat the the Chiefs 31, 34 to 31. I don't know why the Chiefs kept playing single coverage on Jamar Chase. I don't understand it. Jamar Chase went crazy. And and I'm saying shout out because I was one of the people that was very vocal in saying, and I'm still I still believe that the Bengals should have went with an offensive lineman because their offensive line is still horrible. Or at least with a defensive player, because their defensive their defense is still not that good. But but Jamar Chase has been to me the best rookie rookie this year as far as offensively, so I think that he should win the offensive rookie of the year. I think it's been a, a battle between him and Mac Jones, but Jamar Chase has been spectacular. And this is coming from a guy that struggled, like absolutely struggled in the offseason. Like in the preseason, I'm sorry. Like he couldn't catch a fly. I mean, he couldn't catch a cold. Like that's how bad he was. And 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 now he's Breaking records left and right. I think he he broke the the franchise rookie record for receptions on Sunday. That man went crazy. Three touchdowns, I believe. Like he, he Jamar chases that dude. Hey, and and I just want to say shouts out to him. <laughs> so another person I want to shout out is Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts and the Eagles. I was very very critical going to the season because I thought the Eagles really didn't have nothing good going on. And now they have played themselves into a playoff. Uh, and and the question now is, can the Eagles make noise? Now, I don't know. and I don't really think the Eagles can make make a real dent in the playoffs, even though they made in the playoffs. I just I will say this, though. The Eagles, which surprised the hell out of me when I saw this stat, that they're like the number one rushing team. Um they could they could present some problems to maybe a Bucks team or, or a team that, you know, is not really good at stopping the run right now. Uh but I don't I just I just don't see the Eagles really making too much noise in the playoffs, even though I was I'm totally shocked that they made the playoffs. Uh, especially after, you know, the injuries and a lot of stuff that happened in the offseason. I was surprised. Uh, but, but, but shouts out to the Eagles and, and they did their thing. They, you know, they made it to the playoffs. So that's good for them. Cause I was, that's that kind of shocked me. I'm not gonna lie to you. So let's, let's a, a question that I was, I was, uh, I was, I received is, um, is this a, is this a failed season for Baltimore? A failed season because they're pretty much not making the playoffs, even though they were just like five or six weeks ago, number one in the in the AFC. Um, and I will say that no, it was not a failed season for the Ravens due to all the injuries that they have, uh, all the injuries they sustained from the running back core to the defense to the offensive line to Lamar Jackson. This is not a loss. This is not a failed season. However, Lamar Jackson, how good he is, really put a a really put a veil over our eyes to how 
bad the Ravens situation was. Now, we knew on paper that it was bad when you see your whole running back core getting hurt, uh, your two best corners getting hurt, your offensive line, pretty much your mostly your left side of the offensive line getting hurt, your wide receivers getting hurt. We knew that it was bad. But that just shows you how good Lamar Jackson was. Lamar Jackson had this team in not even just Lamar Jackson because a lot of people just say Lamar Jackson and – John Harbaugh. John Harbaugh had Tyler Huntley looking like Lamar Jackson against the uh, against Green Bay and against um the Rams. That just really shows you how good Lamar Jackson is. That Lamar Jackson had this team that has two of your best corners are out. Your whole running back or Gus Edwards, um. JP JK Dobbins all out. He had this team number one seed in the AFC. And in playoff, and I I wholeheartedly believe if Lamar Jackson did not get hurt, they would be in play they would be in the playoffs. For sure. I have I, I have no doubt in my mind that they, they probably would have beat Green Bay. I think they would have beat the 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 the, uh, the Rams. I think I, I think they would have beat the Browns. The game that Lamar Jackson did get hurt. That just really shows you how good Lamar Jackson is. I just wanted to I just wanted to say that. So, so the national championship is 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 upon us on Monday, I believe. We'll talk about it a little bit more on Saturday. Uh, but we have George. Let's just talk about the college football playoff games that we saw um, Alabama and Cincinnati and Georgia and Michigan. Let's start with Alabama and Cincinnati. I told y'all. <laughs> I told y'all. Okay. It, it was a good story. And Cincinnati deserved to be in the college football playoffs. But there were no match for Alabama. Alabama got on them quick and, and it, was, it was it was a wrap. Uh, yeah. It's. It's Alabama, bro, and and I no, I, I didn't think Cincinnati had a shot. I will be surprised. I was surprised about the Georgia and Michigan, um, Georgia and Michigan outcome. I'm not surprised that Georgia won. I kind of picked Michigan, but I'm not surprised Georgia won. I'm just surprised of how lopsided it was. It kind of felt like Michigan didn't even deserve to be in the in the freaking conversation, but but. You know, shouts out to Georgia, shouts out to Alabama. On Saturday, I'll kind of give a breakdown of who I think will win in this and the third. Uh, I just want to say shouts out to them. And, and yeah, so. And it kind of it, it, it kind of brings me to another, another conversation. So, Matt Correll, who was the quarterback for Old Miss, and supposed to be a high draft pick. This isn't the best year for quarterbacks in the draft, but Matt uh, Matt Carroll was uh, Corral was definitely uh, a top of that list as far as the quarterbacks going to be taken. And he got hurt in the in one of the bowl games. And well, I don't. I think at this point we don't know the severity of it, but he got hurt and. This has sparked the conversation, should players opt out of bowl games? And I think Kirby Smart, uh, Herbie, whatever his name is, he was pretty much saying how, um, Kurt Herbstreit, I think it is, he was saying how players just don't love football because they keep opting out uh, to pursue their dreams in the draft and stuff. Uh which I think is this. I think that's the dumbest argument because because co- coaches do that. Coaches opt out of coaches. Hell, Mark's Mark. Um, the dude that just took the 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 Oregon coach that just took the job in Miami. He didn't coach in the in the in the Alamo Bowl. Coaches, we see coaches do this all the time. They opt out of, of bowl games for better opportunity. And when a student does it, that's a problem. And the question is, should players or should athletes opt out of bowl games? And I think it's completely up to them. I mean, we 
we hear, I mean, look at the Mac, Mac, Mac Corral situation. We know a lot of players that have played in bowl games and got hurt. And that could affect the draft stock. It's really what you want to do. I don't think that we we have to to say, hey, players should opt out. They shouldn't. It's up to you. And it's always been up to you. And I don't think that it makes you a bad person to 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 want to opt out. I don't think it makes you a good person to want to play. Like, just do what you want to do. I don't think that a, a player should be shunned for because at the end of the day, if you do opt out, you're doing it because you're trying to. You don't want to injure yourself because you want to put. You want to get drafted high in the NFL. You want to be drafted. You want to change you and your family's lives forever. Or you can play in the bowl game. Pretty much the last game you and your fellow team teammates are ever going to play i understand both sides i just think that you shouldn't chastise a, a, a player for wanting to do the same thing that coaches do on a regular basis mark cristobal bro he was an oregon coach i'm an oregon fan he was an oregon coach got hired for miami didn't coach the bowl game and nobody said a word but with Matt Carell and now people, oh, he, see him getting injured, he should opt out. And then people upset for kids opting out. There are multiple players that opt out due to, you know, they don't want to hurt their draft stock, which is cool. I mean, what, what would you rather have? Get drafted top 10 or, or drafted high or be the ta- tax file bowl or the cheese it bowl winner? Like, come on now. It ain't. It be. I understand some concern is like national championship. Like you're opting out the national championship. I get that. Like I understand people's frustration, but even still, it's it's the player's decision. The player can do what the hell they want to do. But when you're when you're talking about not playing in the in the Belk Bowl or the or the Wisconsin Cheese Bowl or or uh, Almond Milk Bowl, like come on, come on, bro. It's the Almond Milk Bowl. Just chill out. But hey, man, I hope that Matt I, and I'm, I'm sure even if I, even if the injury is serious, I'm sure that he's still going to get drafted high, or he's still going to be one of the top quarterbacks uh, picked in the draft this year. And uh, you know, I don't think, and I, I don't think that w- the only thing that would have happened is I don't think he would have been injured if he didn't opt or opt out the bowl game. He's still going to get drafted. So moving forward. I don't think I said it here, but shouts out to Becky Hammond for becoming the new head coach for the Vegas Aces. And I think she's a GM as well. Um, a lot of people, you know, of course, we've seen Becky Hammond. She's been the assistant coach for the Spurs. I think she also helped coach the Spurs G League team. And a lot of people are kind of downing. Now, a lot of people are kind of downing her getting the job for the Aces because they feel it's like a lesser job than being NFL coach or NBA coach. Now, I am one of the people I would definitely love to see her as an NBA coach. I don't really care if you're a, a woman or a man. If you know the game of basketball and you are able to articulate that and, and coach that in a way that can connect with your players, then I think you're you're right for the job. And it's unfortunate that, you know, she maybe didn't get a coach or head coaching job in the NBA. But I don't really like the notion that people people, you know, downing the fact that she got a head coaching job for a WNBA team instead of a NBA team. I mean, at the end of the day, she's a head coach. She's doing what she wants to do. And she I mean, she accepted the position. So that's what she wanted to do. And I, people are, are, are downing because, you know, the, the, the stigma that a lot of people have for the WNBA compared to the NBA, but she's still a head coach. And that's what she said she wanted to do. She wanted to be a head coach. And she took what she learned from Pop. She took what she learned being an assistant coach for the Spurs. And now she's bringing it to the Vegas Aces. And I think the Vegas Aces are incredibly or that much better with her as a head coach. I think, and, and this is coming from someone that, Think thought Becky Hammond was a would be a great NBA coach. I just don't like the fact that people are kind of. Uh, I know it's unfortunate that she didn't get a head coaching job as an NBA or in the NBA. I don't like that people are downing 
downing or, or, or finding a way to throw darts at the WNBA because she got a head coach or, or people are speaking down on her coaching this or her decision to become a coach for the Vegas Aces. Like that's still not a professional basketball league. So, but, but shouts out to Becky Hammond. I'm sure that she'll do great. I think the Vegas Aces is a great team for her. I mean, when you have Kelsey Plum, uh, when you have a, a former MVP in Asia Wilson, we'll see what happens with Liz Cambage and her um and her free agency. Of course, uh, you got Dorica. Is it memory? Like, it, it, you have a good team, and and I'm excited to see what she, what Becky Hammond does, and I think that she'll be great. So, shouts out to her. The Bulls, man. <laughs> the Bulls are going crazy, bro. Um, the Bulls are going crazy. And the question is, is this a floor? Can they keep the- – you know, the thing that surprised me about the Bulls is they're, they're, they're playing incredible defense. And this is coming from a team. And they have the two the, – the highest scoring backcourt in the league in Zach Levine and, and DeMar DeRozan. But their defense has been well. And this is coming from a team that have three people that are – notoriously known for being bad defenders and that is DeMar DeRozan (laughs) uh, Zach Levine and Nikola Vucevic like they are notorious for being bad defenders and they've been they've been really good I think that if this team can keeps it up this team can make it to the Eastern Conference Finals that's how good this team is and that's surprising to me but that's how good the Bulls have been I mean DeMar DeRozan's hitting first player in NBA history to hit two back-to-back game winners one of them was against my ward, my Wizards, but it is what it is. <laughs> hey, they, they've been playing good, and I just wanted to shout them out, man. So, and, and, and Kyrie, Kyrie Irving is scheduled to return to the court today or tonight. And uh, a lot of people are questioning, should this happen? First of all, we knew this was going to happen. I, with a player, I said this. I said, we're going to see how what the Nets do when they start to struggle, and they've been struggling. Whether it's with COVID, um, whether it's you know they're I think they're on like a two game losing streak right now. Uh, the Nets have been struggling. Uh, you're starting to realize that even though Kevin Durant and James Harden's great, James Harden hasn't really played his best this entire season, even though he's had moments. And Kevin Durant's just been fucking Kevin Durant's been great. Uh, this team is not going to win a championship if it doesn't have Kyrie. It just relieves a lot off of Kevin Durant. It relieves a lot off of James Harden. Uh, this team is not going to win if it doesn't have Kyrie, and I think that you can see that, which is why they're bringing back. I don't know how this is going to do with chemistry, uh, but, you know, this is what's happening. And I, I'm still – what happens in the playoffs? That's, to me, the biggest thing. What happens in the playoffs when, you know – he can't play home games. And with Amar uh, Omnicron going around, that doesn't look like that's changing anytime soon. So what happens in the playoffs? Like, do, does he only play away games? But what happens if, like, there's a game seven at home? Like, what happens? That's just, I don't know. But Kyrie's coming back. Um, I'm excited to see him play. But I'm, you know, it's still, how is this going to go with chemistry? And how is this going to go moving forward? But, you know. I kind of knew this was going to happen. You know, the Nets need him. And I, I I may have my feelings about him being a part-time player uh, due to concerns about the vaccine or whatever. Uh, and, and everyone has a choice. You can do what you want to do. Do what makes you feel better or do what makes you, you know, it's your body, your life. Uh, but, you know, uh, I do think that this, I mean, this, this could be one or two ways. I do think that it does set a bad precedent about, you know, players and getting the vaccine and stuff especially players that are on the fence and then they see this like oh okay boom. but then again like i said Kyrie can't even play home games so what happens in the playoffs when you have a home playoffs like you know i don't know i don't know but Kyrie's back so we'll see how that goes and there you have it man that has been today's episode of the unpopular podcast i appreciate you guys if you want a popular podcast shirt hoodie sweater long sleeve joggers the link is in the description below at multiple different colors, multiple different designs. I mean, if you're on the East Coast, it just it just snowed. <laughs> it just snowed in most of the parts of the East Coast. So go get your hoodies, go get your jack, go get your sweaters, go snuggle up. It's cold out here in these streets. 
go do that. Also, please subscribe to wherever you're listening. Please subscribe to wherever you're watching. It definitely means a lot to me. Happy 2022. Happy New Year's. And until next time, much love. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, that's how y'all feel. Okay. Keep that sign in. Whoa, whoa. Yeah, whoa, yeah, whoa, whoa, whoa. Go to switching sides, bitches go to switching sides. My little brother walking on crutches, but he's still a ride. I can't find the words to describe what I feel inside. Go against the gang, you ain't heard, that's like suicide. Pillar box, grab a glock, spare a block, that's how we slide. Spin that bitch again, nigga, we don't care about who done died. Go to war with everybody if my crew decide. Ain't no fucking middle, nigga, better choose a side. No respect for Instagram, gangsters got a tag some. He was talking crazy, caught him lacking at a gas pump. Start a war and hide in the house, you get your man slumped. Shots out the Draco, ain't no chaser, got his ass drunk. Every time my voice come on the beat, that shit got mad bump. Nudie smoking, feet is funk. Check the skull, they ass skunk. Headshot, his forehead lump. Flip the switch, nigga dump. 4L love me, they protect me, secret service like I'm Trump. You can feel my presence while I came in the building. I'ma put some condos in my hood, I get a billion. Lost my right hand and my arms and it killed me Wash away the trauma with the drugs but I need therapy My daddy broke my mama hard, why she carry me? I don't respect him enough to even ask him for the clarity I just want my girl to hold me down and not embarrass me Treat me how you treat your Birkin bags, baby cherish me You heard I don't like you nigga, now you wanna blast me If you was a man you woulda had to bother ask me I want everybody on, I don't care who passed me Knowing if I turn my back you probably still gon' stab me I ain't wanna jump inside the streets but they grab me. Know you want me back, but bitch, you play me when you had me. Gotta make it home, I got some people call me daddy. They depend on me, that's why I bulletproof the caddy. Take a couple M's, put them in a the safe. Then I took my brothers and put them all in place. I know niggas envy, I know niggas hate. Shots out the Drake, go put them in his face. When it come to smoke, I'm giving what they take. I freed up my calendar, nigga pick a date. Got a lot to lose, trying not to bite the bait. When it's up, it's up. It ain't never for debate.